0: Good evening everyone and welcome to another edition of the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fantasy Podcast. We're about 10 seconds in, which makes it that Blackburn had already conceded by this point in their last game against Reading, but hopefully we're on for a bit more fun than that. Alongside me, as always, is the main man, it's Elliot Craig. It's my right-hand man from the commentary box. Elliot, how you doing, mate?
1: I'm brilliant, thank you, mate. Was it nine seconds after kick-off this morning? Nine? Nine, Is that all it took? Nine. Yeah, nine's the number, so... Hopefully a bit more fun than that because that set up a
0: defeat, but hopefully we're setting up an absolute ton of fun. A few 40 minutes where you're going to get some FPL tips locked and loaded from some of the best in the business. Today we will be discussing a lot of things really, including some Merseyside defensive issues, late sheets absolutely destroying clean sheet plans, and a Son late show to salvage a low scoring game week. Definitely helped mine and I definitely celebrated an absolute heap when that goal went in, but um, obviously Elliot. Welcome to you again. Obviously, you've changed the kit. You've gone from the retro to the current Newcastle kit. Are you thinking that that might change your fortunes in FPL or improve your fortunes? Because you're going pretty well at the minute.
1: I just couldn't find my classic one if I'm honest today, Ollie. I just chucked this on. It's still Newcastle, isn't it? It's last season's kit. I haven't got the new one yet, so I'll have to work on that. But um, I can confirm he did go absolutely mental when Kim Min Son scored. I was stood next to him and he went mental. He clearly doesn't like Burnley that much at all, do you?
0: No, 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 no. And that's to be expected. Obviously, we were at school at the time and I've just gone absolutely ballistic because one, it's saved my game week and two, you know, obviously, I hate Burnley as a Rovers fan. I I won't hide that. So uh, there we go. Great header from Son and we were all buzzing. But I mean, I don't know why you change at the minute. I know you're saying you couldn't find it. Obviously, Newcastle in the 90s were flying, you're flying, and now Newcastle are doing dreadfully. The changing kit's going to change your fortunes. Have you not thought about that one, mate?
1: That one slipped by you. We'll just have to see this week, I guess. If, If you're right, you're right. If you're not, then. I've done a masterclass, haven't
0: I? It probably will go right because you'll probably look your way to um, to another good week. But the results from this game week just gone: Aston Villa nil leads three. An absolute Bamford show at Villa Park. A hat trick there, continuing his good early season form. West Ham won, Manchester City won, early Saturday kickoff, and Mikel Antonio, absolutely brilliant overhead kick, was cancelled out by an equaliser from Phil Foden just minutes later. Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, saw Fulham host Crystal Palace. Good win there for the away side, 2 1. Jara Riedeveld and Wilfred Zaha, um, giving Palace a 2 0 lead before a late absolute blinder from former Rover Tom Kearney getting a Fulham elect consolation. A boring nil-nil draw by two of the biggest clubs in the country, Man United and Chelsea. Absolutely nothing to talk about there. Liverpool 2, Sheffield United 1, a Sander Berger penalty was uh, overrode by Phil, uh, Roberto Firmino, finally getting a goal at Anfield, and Diogo Jota, the Portuguese signing from Wolves, getting a goal at Anfield. On the Sunday, surprise results, Southampton 2, Everton 0. Obviously, the table toppers were toppled by the Saints, Ward Prowse and Che Adams getting on the score sheet. Late goal from Jacob Murphy. Saved Newcastle's blushes at Molyneux after Raul Jimenez had put the home side 1-0 up. Great result for Leicester against Arsenal. Jamie Vardy, after a brilliant cross from Cengiz Under, put the Foxes 1-0 up and that's how it stayed. And the last two games, we had Brighton 1, West Brom 1, Callum Robinson getting a late equaliser there for the baggies. And then to round out, I was absolutely buzzing when this goal went in. Assist Kane, goal on against my bitterest, bitterest rivals. Burnley nil, Spurs one to round out a low-scoring game week in FPL. So now, Elliot, over to you. You got your three results of the game week far away.
1: Thank you, Ollie. Game week six has ended and this week, instead of top three game results, I'm going to be sharing my top three FPL shocks of the week. My first major shock of the week was number nine from Leeds, Patrick Bamford, or his new nickname, Hatrick Bamford, earning himself, as his name suggests, a hat-trick, a whopping 17 points, four for each goal, three bonus and two for the 90 minutes he played. Who would have predicted that before a ball was kicked? My second shock of the week was Mohamed Salah, a nice fixture to the Blades at home. Look to be an exciting game week for the Egyptian King. However, he managed to blank only only two points or four if he was your captain, just like me. My third shock of the week was Hammers Rodriguez. No one was certain if, if he was going to start or if he would be fit. However, he did. Everton obviously lost 2-0, but he only managed to get two points and that's his second blank of the season in a 2-0 loss. But that's been my three main FPL talking points of the week.
0: New format. Elliot nicely played a few shocks in there, and a lot of people were affected, including the two people that I'm about to introduce. I'm sure they're impacted in some capacity. We'll go to the guru first, the Tottenham man himself, who is currently muted. No, he's not. It's Matt from FPL Addicts. It's the guru himself. Matt, how are you, mate?
2: Yeah, great. Thanks, Ollie. Not the uh, the best FPL week for me, but I'm happy with the uh, with the Spurs result, and that's uh, you know that's all that that matters at the end of the day
0: finally got more points than you in the FPL league back where I belong in that top 10 but more on that later someone who is nowhere near the top 10 but uh, is doing really well in draft so we'll give him that it's Jack Gillibrand from eSports Live Jack
3: how you doing I'm very well Ollie boys how are we glad to be back for another good week and I think even I beat the guru in classic this week so I think even I'm uh, I'm still buzzing (laughs) I mean you beat me in draft
0: but we'll keep that one quiet we'll keep that one very quiet we'll move on to Only, only for a
3: short time only for
0: a short time Ollie yeah easy easy well, I'll let you have your fun in the sun, and uh, <laughs> obviously, you're you're flying there, but that's your section. So uh, we'll talk about that. We'll get the big boys out of the way first with a classic, and then we'll move on. L <laughs> addicts and esports live mini league. In terms of stats, the top twenty. There was one free hit, one triple captain in Hyungmin Son who got a late goal to spur Vernishy Roats blushes. One wild card and one bench boost that was in the top 20 a few chips played there obviously none of us played chips so uh, we steer clear there a good triple captain on Min Son from the second place in the league to uh, get him moving on in terms of us Elliot we'll start with you how did you get on this week
1: I had a bit of an interesting game week to be honest Ollie it wasn't brilliant wasn't awful seven points above the the 48 point average obviously as I said before Salah was my captain So um, I definitely missed there. Wilfred Zaha, who I transferred in, managed to grab himself a goal and an assist in their 2-1 win against Fulham. McCarthy with six. Justin with six. Finally, my defence is doing something. I'm just waiting for that Trent to just get more than two points or negative two points. Jimenez and Kane. Jimenez with the goal. Kane with the assist. I had a pretty decent week. 55 points. Keep moving along. Up the league we go.
0: Nicely played. There above the average is always nice to see. Now, Jack, over to you. You're uh, still low in the uh, in the league we've got, but are you moving up?
3: I just, uh, well, firstly, for me, I think uh, how Elliot's just so um, you know he's, he's top of the league and he's just going yeah, just rolling over. Very you know, he's a bit too a uh, bit too chilled, Elliot. I just don't need to make any
1: transfers this week. I've only got <laughs> one, so nothing would be of use. But I've got a few things up my sleeve
3: that hopefully will pan out for me. Yeah, he must have something comments. up there, mate, if he's still top of that league. So, listen, well done for that. But, yeah, back down to the bottom of the league. Um, that's where I'm sitting. But, yeah, I went uh, back to my team. I hit 49 points this week, so just made it over the average. Obviously, beat the Guru. I'll throw that one in there again. Um, Defence sorted that out, I think, with the, the back three there. So, I was pretty happy. And um, But the midfield, like obviously, apart from Son... The, uh, the midfield didn't really do much in there. No, not, no penalties for Pinaldes or Jorginho this week. And Salah had a pretty quiet game. Grealish, obviously, we know about that one, Oli. But uh, I didn't get Zaha in. And uh, Kane and Calvert-Lewin just picking up a few points. So, yeah, just made it over the average, but a pretty quiet week. I think... Um, you know no chips play for me uh, during this week after I played my wild card the other week, and then the transfers. I've already actually made my transfers this week, boys. Um, I had to try and get Zahar in obviously after the last couple of weeks. So, what I've done, I've taken Mitchell out with uh Patrick Van Arnholt coming back into the Crystal Palace setup now. I presume um Mitchell won't get much of a run out, so taking him out, um, and then bringing Zahar in with Grealish going out, um. I think should be looking quite strong in there, and obviously Zaha, as we all know, I'm sure he's going to be one of the most transferred players in 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 this week or the last couple of weeks. He's got a great run of games coming up, so yeah, looking quite grim there. That's probably my business for the week.
0: Yeah, you can stop blaming me now. So there you go.
3: <laughs> You're reversing
0: that mistake you made two weeks ago, and you can stop blaming me. That would be I, nice. I'm, st- to see. I'm, st- I'm
3: still going to blame you, Ollie. I mean, I didn't. I moved down in the league this week. You know, I'm still in the top hundred, so I'm quite happy with that. But if it wasn't for your error and uh, bad advice the other week, uh, I think I would have been a lot higher this week and better positioned. But we'll, uh, we'll, move, we'll move on. You'll um, you'll always excuse. You make
0: excuses, mate. It's all down to management. It's all down to your <laughs> management. But um, there we go. Obviously, that's that. That's a good mover. I can bring in Zahari, and he's one that I also yeah. want to bring in, but I won't be doing so just yet. Matt, will you be looking down the Zahar route, or are you going elsewhere?
2: Yeah, it wasn't the uh, the best week for me. It's the first time this season I've I've not quite hit the average, but there was a uh, a couple of decisions that didn't quite go my way. I didn't go with Justin, um, which was you know unfortunate because he got a clean sheet. Mitchell was literally i think five seconds away from another five points because he was he was on bonus And he was on a clean sheet and going back on jack's point about taking mitchell out um, I did notice that palace moved mitchell to right back in the last 20 minutes and uh, I think they may have brought I don't know if it was van Aanholt or who they bring on at, at left back. So um, i'm not too sure on uh on Mitchell if he's going to be out of the side so I will I'm going to keep him for now but missing out on him that was five points plus I I, I was going to make a last minute change from Salah I was thinking about putting it on Kane which would have given me uh, an extra couple of points as well but I uh but like I didn't but um I'm still happy I've not played uh Wild card yet. I've not played a you know free hit, triple captain, or any of those uh, chips. So um, look, I, I, some good news was I was sitting on twenty points or so before the Spurs game, and um, that uh, you know put me uh, a lot further up my uh, my mini leagues from the Spurs game. And Doherty got a game as well, so it's looking like he uh, he's won his place back. So um, look, it's not all bad news.
0: I mean, to be fair, I mean you've done well with with the Tottenham assets, but I mean I thought I thought the guru was meant to be good. I mean, if the guru is the A-class student, you're probably, you know, you're probably hitting Fs at the minute. You're getting them UGs on your report card with a score like that under the average. Oh, it's yeah, a, a bit shocking that is.
2: Yeah, for the week, but the reality is in the. Uh, if we're going to go by the mini league, I'm still in the top 20, so 15th. You know, I'll take that, and it just takes one good week, which uh, you know showed in I think it was game week uh, four, where I'd, I had a bit of a bad one in game week three, and then game week four, I. Uh, come flying out the blocks with a with a big result. So um like I'm excited this weekend. I got some good uh good hopes for for Barclay who blanked and Sterling who blanked. And if both of those can get me a goal this weekend I'll uh you know fly well above uh, well above the average. Can't
3: manager down. Sorry, it was a it was a tough week wasn't it for the midfield. Like I think Son was the only one who really yeah. shined. Obviously Everton lost so for people who had uh, Rodriguez in there, obviously they wouldn't have got much out of that either. So I think it's just a really low scoring week overall yeah for a lot of
2: people. that's the thing i think um it was one of those weeks and that's why when i was sitting on i think it was 23 points before the spurs game and um when i come out with 45 I actually was pretty happy with the the uh the end result because it wasn't too there was the odd person who who got sort of 70 80 points but a lot of those ones use their wild card or their, their free hit and the reality was a lot of teams got between that fifty to sixty. So yeah. I'm happy to come out like this because when I come out with a uh, with a good week, it's going to be uh, a lot more points. So you know, um, like I said, it's a uh, it's a thirty eight week game week with plenty of double game weeks. So um, yeah, look, I'm not uh, I'm not too uh, too upset just yet.
0: You can't keep a good FPR manager down. I'm sure you'll <laughs> rebound. But if you don't, then uh, then you're in a bit of trouble. Um in terms of in terms of how I went this week, I was above the average pretty comfortably. I had fifty-eight. Obviously, I did take a four point hit to so down to fifty-four. Um, I was really happy because I free hitted last week because I wanted to keep myself Hampton assets in. They fired 21 points between the three of them, uh, Walker Peters, McCarthy, and Ings. Obviously, Kane and Son, you know, a, a late redemption to my to my week. Obviously 20 points 21 points between the two with the captaincy. Outside of that, there wasn't really much. Obviously. Late Jacob Murphy free kick was annoying for Kilman's clean sheet, who I'd brought in, but I mean, he's not going to be much of a problem going forward, as you'll see in a minute and Fernandez and Sal are both bl- uh, blanked and at least i got something with the Kane. So now on to transfers. I'm gonna, only going to be making one. Obviously, I did take a hit last week. As I said, had 4.1 million in the bank. I'm going to use most of that now. I'm going to be transferring out Keenan Davis from Aston Villa. I'm going to bench Tarek Lamptey and bring on Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Obviously, he did blank last week against Southampton, but other than that, he's had an absolutely barnstorming start to the season and I'm backing in that he comes again and gets some goals. Obviously, Newcastle coming up, so shouldn't be a problem for the Evertonian and that's how I'm going this week with transfers. Now moving on to the mini league, obviously a couple of bit of movement, a couple of guests that we've had on are still flying. We've got Josh who's second now and we've got uh, Joe who was on last week who's now moved into the top five but the man they can't knock off is Elliot who's still top of the league. Obviously Josh is level with him with two chips. He uses his triple captain this week and had already used his free hits. so that's two chips down for him. Other than that, it's um, coming a bit close at the top there. Obviously, we've got Tom there in third, five points off the lead. We've got Andreas, 11 points off. And obviously, Joe, we uh, dipped down. He's 15 from the league lead in fifth. Obviously, if you go down to me there, I'm in ninth. So I'm pretty happy with that. Where's the guru? We can't, see him. we can't see him. There he is, 15th. 15. <laughs> 15, 370 points. I'm eight points clear of him. So I'll take that. And uh, James got a rough time in classic. He's moving into the top 20. So I'm I'm betting that the Brummie will be happy with that. 438.6K in rank, and we round out the top 20 with uh, Azarath, who's on 365 points in there. Um, I will try and
3: keep scrolling down to see if we can find Jack. I'm in there, I promise. I'm in there, I promise. Page two.
0: Oh, there you are. 95th, we found you. There
3: we go. 95th. I thought it was 92nd. That's even worse. 95th, you've moved (laughs)
0: down. You've moved down. Uh, 95th he is at the minute. So, right. uh, he's, he's inside, inside the, the top 100.
3: 100. So give That's all right. I've noticed, obviously, at the top of the league, um, a lot of people, obviously, with the wild cards, a lot of chips being used. So, we'll, we'll kind of see how that pans out for everyone, um, you know, going forward, whether they've played it late or early, you know, it's to be decided, right?
2: Yeah. I, I think, um, So I think, Jack, the uh, free hit, and I know Ollie's played this, um, that's one that, is really, really handy to play towards the end of the season when there's those rescheduled FA Cup games and then you end up with a double game week. So, nice. um, yeah. I think if you look at most of the top 20, there is a lot of uh wild cards being played, which is understandable. There's been a few free hits, a few triple captains. So, I do think a lot of these people in outside the top 20, potentially yourself, um. And a few of the other, other guys down there will, uh, you know, rise into that top 20 at some point who haven't used those, uh, those additional chips. So, um, you know, that does, it's always known to give those people an extra advantage, but, you know, you look at Elliot who is uh, sitting first and he's not used any. So, um, you know, that is a, uh, that's a positive sign too.
0: Yeah. We'll just go back up to the top of that league just to uh, reaffirm your point there, Matt. Obviously we've got Josh there in second, who's used his, I've used mine in ninth. Obviously, um, 11 spot Amrasana has used his as well um but so yeah a few put po- a few people in the top 20 have used theirs I know I used mine I think it was game week 38 last season absolutely uh, last game week of the season because I hadn't used it yet but I mean that double game week might be a good time to either use your uh, your triple captain or your free hit use those chips to maximize out on double game weeks because they can be absolute FPL gold Now moving on to our manager of the week. We're going to put the squad on screen. And it's Daniel Little, who's the manager of the Dream Team. 87 points. You're going to hear from him a bit later because he is also the guest on the podcast this week. Uh, We're going to bring this in as a little bit of an incentive for the FPL managers out there. So if you do manage to be the Game Week 6 manager of the week in our mini league, $10 credit to any esports live tournament on PS4 or Xbox. So you can play for prizes and for cash pool. So we've got a little bit of a promo coming up towards the end of the podcast, indulging that because there's some absolutely brilliant work that's gone into that, and Esports Live is prepping up for a big 2021. So get yourself involved, and obviously you can get a bit of credit if you're top of this uh, manager for the week. So uh, there's a little incentive for you, and as I said, Daniel will be joining us later on the podcast for the guest section. Someone who's already with us, who's pretty decent FPL, had a poor week as we've mentioned, but um, he's back with the Guru section. It's Matt, take it away.
2: Yeah, thanks, Oli. Um, look, we uh, we're going to start off with some uh, questions that we asked our followers on our uh, social media pages, um, FPL underscore Addicts on Instagram and Twitter, and then obviously we've got our uh, esports live on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, so I did a couple of uh, game week seven questions for our followers. Uh, first one coming in, we were asked, uh, I was asked who the uh, the best captain for game week seven out of Mane, Timo Werner or Gareth Bale were, um, which I thought was, uh, you know, not a bad three players to pick from. Um, but If I'm going to pick between the three, I would have to go with Mane, uh, home fixture against West Ham. Um, you know, Werner away at quite a stubborn Burnley side. You know, we only struggled Spurs to beat them 1-0. Um, and then Bale, who's uh, not yet to, uh, to start in the Premier League. Um, there was a, another question come in. Um, who to put in for the injured Sergio Aguero? Um, this one was an interesting one. The obvious answer is Harry Kane. But if you haven't got Harry Kane and you do own Aguero, um, I'd be looking at uh, Danny Ings for Southampton. 10 points on the weekend. Or Jamie Vardy as well. I think he's gone under the radar again after such a good start to the season. Um, you know, he, he came up off the bench against Arsenal on the weekend and scored. So I think if you've got Aguero and, uh, you know, you're looking to get get rid of him because of his injury, if you don't have Harry Kane, Danny Ings and Jamie Vardy are the two for me. And our final question that came in again was another captain question. Mane, Son or Kane, who to captain? You know, this is a uh, this is one of those things if you've you can't really go wrong with either of them this weekend that they've all got a home game. But, you know, my own personal team, I'm going to go with uh, my man, Harry Kane. The first time this season, I'll be putting the armband on probably my uh, my favourite player on my side. Um, So if I had to pick between the three, it would be uh, Harry Kane for game week seven.
0: Great stuff from matt there and from all you guys asking out the questions um we'll do that on a weekly occurrence so get your questions in and they may well be answered on the podcast Um what about your form players matt heading into game week seven are you going down the tottenham route obviously you've mentioned harry kane in that absolute glowing lights there are you going with him or have you got people from other teams who may be flying under the radar
2: yeah look my uh so my current form players um I've, yeah son and, and harry kane are obviously the two they're the highest scoring players in the game at the moment, um, Kane as a striker and Son as a midfielder. Um, but if we're going to look outside of that in terms of current form players, Saiz from Wolves, the defender, he's currently the top scoring defender. He's uh, He's gone up to 5.3 million this week. Um, but he's hit in three straight game weeks. Um, he, he conceded against Newcastle the you know, 1-1 draw on the weekend. There wasn't a clean sheet for him, but he still ended up with uh, an assist. He got... Uh, a clean sheet and bonus against Leeds the week before he also had a disallowed goal that week so it was a controversial VAR decision so he's um you know he's popping up with points every week so he's certainly uh, one of my informed players and then another one who I know uh, Jack's mentioned because he's looking to bring him in or I think he said he has bring him in this week is Zaha um 22 points in his last two games looks to be on penalties he's got quite a lot of good fixtures he's got a tough one this week away at Wolves but um You know, with the VAR and the way it's been going this season, it wouldn't put it past me if, you know, there's a penalty at at some stage uh, across a number of these games. So 22 points in in two games with Zaha. So we've got Roman Seiss, Zaha as my my form players, along with Son and Kane, who are the, uh, you know, the obvious picks there. Some good assets there. Obviously, Jack, as we've already mentioned, can uh,
0: stop annoying me about the Grealish-Zaha debate now because obviously we've settled that and I think he will contribute this weekend now onto your differentials and ones to watch you're going down uh, for a couple to London and one to the South Coast who have you gone with
4: yeah look
2: I've that uh, we'll start with the uh, the ones from London I've gone with uh, Zuma from Chelsea and um, look, reason being I know there'd be a few question marks about Chelsea's defense but you know they've got a clean sheet in the week against United Zuma uh, he's got 23 points in his last three games and um, he got nine points with bonus on the weekend as well. He got a goal on the opening day. He got a goal at home to Palace. Uh, his next three games are Burnley, Sheffield United, and Newcastle, who are all very low goal scorers. And 5.5% ownership. So, you know, big, big differential. You know, if you've got a, a Liverpool defender in like Trent or Robertson and not too sure on them at the moment because of the uh, the lack of clean sheets, you know, the, the Zuma route wouldn't be a bad one. Um... Another one, we'll go to uh, another London club with Fum. This this is quite a controversial one in, in terms of, you know, it's a Fulham player. They've you know, rock bottom of the league without a win. Um, but Lookman, he's got 0.4% ownership. He did score on debut against Sheffield United. Um, he's 5 million. This is more so if you've got one of those uh, budget midfielders in your, uh, in your lineup who you kind of rotate off the bench, you could always do a, a quick change for Lookman or if you're wild card in and you do need money, uh, to be saved in that midfield he did he, he hit the post twice against palace and he was very close with one of them which which come off the inside of the post and he looks like a bit of a a buzz a buzz of a player that, that is very quick and a bit of skill and i know was very good in uh, in germany at leipzig um so he's definitely one to watch and uh another one i've got down i've spoke about him previously on on the pod, and I know it's uh, James Gazden who is in our draft league. It's his uh, his favourite player in the Premier League, Che Adams. He's five point eight million as a striker uh, from Southampton. Next two games, home against Villa and Newcastle, and he's only got one point nine percent ownership and nineteen points in two games. So uh, you know, not a bad return. I actually bring him in my draft this weekend. I did swap him for Antonio, who got eight points as well. But uh, luckily, uh, Chadham's come out with a goal, eight points. Um, and he also had a, a disallowed goal from uh, VAR, which was quite controversial as well. So he could have ended up with a double. And the uh, the week before, he got 11 points against Chelsea. Uh, and 1.9% ownership isn't much for 5.8 million. So he's someone I'll actually be looking to bring in. Probably not this week because I'm, I'm going to be saving two transfers. But the week after... Um, he'll be uh, he'll be coming in for me for certain.
0: Great stuff from Matt as always. Do we bring in the guests now? Are we saying there's loads of other options you could go with in the FPL game? who do you reckon are the best ones for, uh, from your perspective?
2: Thanks, Ollie. I think a few of them uh, picked themselves this week again. Uh, Harry Kane, Humen Son, both did uh, a nice home game against Brighton. Salah and Mane with a home game against West Ham and I've got to going to have to say uh, Vardy's uh, back in in contention for me he's away at Leeds um I think that could be uh, a few goals in that game and uh, you know he uh, always pops up seems to pop up with a goal in the uh, in the big fixtures so uh, Kane Son Salah Mane and Vardy are my uh, my choices reluctantly left out Sterling this week after his blank Last week, although he did get a, a goal and assist in the Champions League, so you know my mind might uh, change towards the end of the week. But they're my uh, they're my main captain picks this weekend.
0: Now, obviously, you've left Sterling out there. Obviously, you love Sterling. You've put him in a couple of um, captain picks when you said that he was floundering. But you've gone elsewhere uh, surrounding his team as for three teams to watch out for. So one of them is Manchester City. Is a bit of a spoiler alert. Who are the players from Manchester City outside of Sterling that you think could contribute against Sheffield United this weekend?
2: Yeah, look, I'm really liking the uh, the idea of one of their defenders this weekend. Um, you know, we've spoke before about Sheffield United not scoring too many goals. I can see this being quite a sort of tight one or two nil. I don't I don't think City will uh will come out and give them a bit of a thumping I think it will be a a one or two nil Sheffield United are a very uh tight tight at the back type of side um so I'm, I wouldn't be uh look past one of their defenders this week to be honest or even uh Phil Foden who got a goal in the Champions League and he got a goal against West Ham last weekend um you know he's, he's quite a, a budget op- option as well so um I think uh if we're looking at City players, Foden isn't a bad shout, and then uh, one of their defenders. But, um, yeah, City are uh, definitely one of my teams to watch this week. Um, and then my uh, my other two teams to watch this weekend, I've gone with uh, Chelsea away to Burnley, uh, another low-scoring team, Burnley. So I'd be looking at you know, potentially a Chelsea defender this weekend, as I said, with Zuma, maybe even Ben Chilwell, who's on free kicks. And my, uh, my final team is, uh, again, my own side, Spurs. Um, I think it's hard to look past us this weekend at home to Brighton. I think we'll see a lot of Harry Kane and Huming Son uh, captain choices as well.
0: I know it's at a different ground, but as long as you don't get uh, Lloris getting clattered into inside three minutes and Aaron Connolly on fire, you should be fine there. But once again, great work from you, Matt. Um, Obviously, so now onto your uh, crowning jewel of the Guru segment. Matt, it's your Scout 11. Who have you gone for this week?
2: Thanks Ollie. look this is the, uh, the scout 11 as usual within the, uh, the 100 mil budget um, I've gone for a couple of uh, obvious picks with Kane and uh Son. also sticking with the the Tottenham scene with Hugo Lloris he got a uh, a 9 point game against Burnley and he was very very commanding in his box and you know I'm feeling a uh, another clean sheet this weekend so uh, a triple up from Tottenham Uh, Roman Seiss, who I uh, spoke about as an informed player at the back against Crystal Palace. Another Wolves asset with Raul Jimenez. Uh, Another goal this weekend and some bonus. It was a cracking goal as well against Elliot's Newcastle. Um, I've gone with uh, Che Adams, who I spoke about. Uh, He's in really, really good form at the moment. Uh, Mo Salah at home, it's, it's hard, although he did, uh, you know, blank previous weekend, he did score an unbelievable offside goal. I'm not sure if any of you saw it, but, you know, it was very marginal and he also hit the post at the end. So, um, you know, he was close. Uh, I've got Hamas Rodriguez in there. I'm hoping that the uh, the bit of orange on him does disappear, given he did play against Southampton uh, away at Newcastle. I think he, uh, he might come out with at least a goal or an assist if he does play um i've gone with a city double up uh, phil foden a goal in the champions league and a goal against west ham um he fits nicely within that hundred million um i've gone with diaz i think low score in sheffield united and city um potentially with a clean sheet uh, and then rounding it up with ben chilwell low score in burnley he's been getting quite a few assists and uh, he's also been on uh, on free kicks um, and he gets forward a lot as well. So uh, that's my uh, that's my Scout 11 within the uh, £100 million budget. What
3: are we great thinking scale. about them City players, boys? Are we? Um, mean, we think City are going to be all right? Or do you think they're going to bounce back? You know, a lot of rumours yeah. about Pep this week, a lot of talk.
0: Brilliant fixture. Brilliant, brilliant fixture. Uh, Sheffield United away, obviously. They haven't been great to start the season, even if it is at Bramall Lane, which is a bit of a fortress with fans there. Obviously, we know that's not going to be the case in the world that we live in nowadays. But you've mentioned Diaz and Foden, obviously, as your Man City assets. Why those two? Obviously, you've got defensive options at Man City outside of uh, Ruben Diaz, who's obviously come in this summer. Mm. And uh, Phil Foden, you could obviously look elsewhere for assets maybe outside of uh, uh, Etihad Stadium down there. So uh, why have you gone with those two particularly?
2: Yeah, look, Diaz was mainly down to budget. So uh, to fit within the 100 million, when you've got Salah, who's... Uh, premium Uh, Harry Kane who's premium son who uh, at the moment his prices rise to you know a premium price Um, it was and and Lloris is a a reasonably you know a bit of a premium goalkeeper it was hard to fit in uh, like I looked at Carl Walker as an attacking fullback and he was a a bit more pricey than Diaz Um, they're not really um, you know left side not really got that that sorted out at the moment i'm not sure if it's going to be zinchenko or Cancelo, um and then diaz i think he's a, he's a safe option he's the you know the the big summer signing um so i think he's safe to play 90 minutes um so i've had to go with him and foden uh, purely just because of his, his two goals in the last two games again he's a budget option um and i do think he'll get minutes um he's looked lively in, in pretty much every game he's played this season even when City have dropped points and, and he's come off the bench he's actually looked really lively so um just to fit within the, uh, the 100 mil and I always just find it hard to not feature at least one City player um even if their form's not been too good um they did have a nice win in the uh, in the Champions League so um it's just one of those games I think when they're playing Sheffield United here in the bottom three it's hard to not fit a couple of their players in and, and those two are purely based on, uh, on budget restrictions.
0: Fair enough. Obviously, you've got Kilman on your bench there and obviously you've got Hammers with a little bit of orange on there. If Hammers doesn't play, will you be looking to bring Kilman on? Because obviously then you'd have your uh, your Wolves double up. Uh, they've got a decent fixture at home to Crystal Palace. I know Crystal Palace aren't going too badly but obviously we know with uh, doubles in defence, if they keep a clean sheet, you've got points guaranteed. You've got, what, 12 points usually guaranteed you know, even before bonus or attacking returns. So will that be an option you're looking to go down if Hammers doesn't get up?
2: Yeah, look, the with, with the uh, the eleven, it's you know, the bench. I've, I've kind of normally just leave the bench to one side, and it's usually just the the four uh, cheapest players I can pick to try and get the best eleven on on the park. But um, you know, Kilman has actually been a uh, a budget option that we've spoke about previously. So um, look, if someone like Hammers. Uh, couldn't feature this weekend. I'd probably look to try and transfer him out for another midfielder. But again, changing up a formation and doubling up on on walls defense um, against Palace isn't actually the worst idea. So um, you know, I wouldn't be against having someone like Kilman in there.
0: And obviously, we look there. Like we you don't have any uh, fixture conflicts that I can see. Obviously, that's pretty problematic for all FPL managers out there. But if you were to pick one player. Outside of Harry Kane who's got the captain's armband on. One player out of that eleven who's gonna score the most points this week, who are you hedging your bets on?
2: Or oh, outside of Harry Kane or oh, look oh,
3: Salah or Son. Salah or son Yeah,
2: yeah, Salah or Son. Um oh, Son's been so consistent uh this season. Um I'm gonna go Salah, purely based on the fact that he was so close to Coming away with a big score in the previous game, um, you know, like I mentioned before, the goal that he had disallowed and the shot off the post, and I just think, you know, he could easily come out with a goal and assist or a double this weekend. I know West Ham are, a, uh, you know, on a bit of form, but they uh, they do concede goals. So I'll go with the. Uh, I want it to be son but I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with Salah.
3: Great
0: stuff, now. Is the scout 11 that will round off the Guru section for another meek Matt top class work as always.
2: Thanks, Ollie.
3: So
0: now onto our guest section. He was uh, teased a little bit before as the man who'd uh, done pretty well this week, the top scoring manager in our week. He has used a chip to get there, but still a very, very good score. Nonetheless, he's uh, marched on just like his club. Good start to the season in the Premier League and he's had a good week himself. He's wearing the Red England kit. It is Dan Little.
4: Dan, how are you? Not bad, not bad at all. Uh, got two uh, young children at home, so up bright and early, <laughs> as you would be. Now, um, obviously, welcome to the league. Welcome to
0: the podcast for the first time. You're on here. Um, how have you found the season so far?
4: Bit of a strange one, I think. Uh, possibly um, a lot because of the no fans um, in terms of the amount of goals has been um, and quite a lot of sets. You haven't really seen that in previous years with, you know, a lot of people putting or having Liverpool players in and Man City players because you know pretty much they're going to win. Uh, most weeks they're going to win but it seems yeah, it's a strange one. A lot of goals and um, it's interesting to say the least.
0: Definitely. So now Obviously, on the screen, we can see a teammate, seven points, with a bench boost. Have you used any of the chips outside of that, or is that your first one?
4: No, that's the first one I used. It's, uh, it was because I couldn't decide who was going to go on the bench. So, I just thought, right, that's it. I'll just put bench boost. Dan, mate, you scored 87
1: points this week. Is this your highest points that you've got so far this season and who have been your favourite assets that you've had so far this season? Obviously, we can see you had the big man Patrick Bamford in your team this week, which is very, very good from you. But is this the highest points that you've got so far this season?
4: Yeah, the, the highest points uh, this season, I think I've been I've been doing all right. I'm not lower than 50. I think Jack's been a few times. Blow the 50, I believe. Always, uh, every week. <laughs> every single week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, one of my favourite assets uh, is uh, Rodriguez. I think I had him in from the start. Hopefully, I uh, was hoping that he had a big impact. And he has so far, not so much this weekend. He's picked up an injury. So let's see let's see what goes on with him.
2: It's the guru here. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. That's good. Um. Look, you've had a, a great week, so uh, well done with the uh, the eight seven points. Uh, what's your form been in uh, in previous years of FPL and uh, where do you uh, where do you do your research?
4: Um, previous years, I've been a bit of a slow starter, really. Um, and this is probably one of the better starts. Normally after Christmas, I start clawing back the points and climbing the tables. Um, so this year has been a nice. Start for me. Um, I think I've been yeah, at the end of seasons. I think I've been close to the two thousands. I think in the past, uh, can't remember off top mid. Um, and then, what was your second question? Number.
2: Uh, and where would you do your uh, where do you do your oh, research?
4: Research. Is, I, I don't really do research. I just watch match at day. Um, use my footballing knowledge. Um, what little there is of it, and um, <laughs> yeah,
3: that's about it, really. Cracking stuff, Daniel. Uh, listen, you—you—you you, you sound like you know your stuff, mate. Um, so I think we're going to be following you closely. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, obviously you're a big Leeds fan, uh, or at least you are this year. After a couple of years <laughs> off of being a fan, Um yeah, yeah. And you've got you've got Bamford in there. Um, are you going to back him all season? Do you think Do you think he can turn up every week in week out?
4: I will drop him as soon as he's not scoring. <laughs> <laughs> no is no going on here. There's no point having loyalties with uh, this league. Just put whoever is good. I yeah. won't have any Man United fans in, uh, Man United players in if, if that was the case. Um, oh, really, yeah? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, so whoever's going to score points, that's who's going to be going into the team. I'll probably keep yeah. a bit longer... Um, than normal, not probably probably not because I'm a Leeds fan, but he's the only striker that's uh, played for Leeds, and uh, he gets a lot of the ball, so it's a good value, really. Uh, yeah, I was
3: going to say, if you got any other any other uh, Leeds assets that we that we should look out for for the listeners, uh, you know, a bit of inside knowledge that you might not be aware of.
4: <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, think the keeper, um, yeah, is a is a very good keeper, uh, and Maybe not with clean sheets, but there's not many clean sheets going on uh, in the league anyway, but with Leeds, it's quite an open team. Um, I think they haven't got the greatest defenders, Mitch Lowe. I think there's plenty of penalties and potential saves. That's that's what I've got him in for, uh, and is a good value. I don't think there's any point of having a higher value keeper this year, because there's so many goals happening. So, you thinking a team that might have a few penalties and opportunities for a penalty save. Um and he plays a lot with his feet, so I mean, every dance he could be an an assist
3: cropping up? Yeah, good. And yeah, like you said, he's he's good value at four point five, I think he is, uh, what most people would have got him at. So good value there. And like I said, you, you seem to know your stuff there with that good bit of knowledge that you've just provided us with. Uh just one another one from me before I, I jump off on the questions. Is uh, Bielsa a myth or is he uh is he is he is he God? <laughs> Um,
4: he's he's obviously managed to quite a lot. Uh, it's always...
3: a yes or no. It's a yes or no question. Is he a myth or is he going to
4: deliver? He'll deliver. Um, I think he'll deliver.
3: Um, <laughs> and well, we'll take your word for yeah. it. Take your word for it. I Thanks don't... for that. Thanks. Matt. Thank you for that. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Um, now, obviously, off air from Jackie, you've had been been given a bit of banter. he's uh, "Called you Frodo off air." It's a little bit harsh, but uh, but obviously Jack's going to be Jack and we move forward. But uh, do you reckon you'll steal a bit of silverware
4: by winning the league this season? Sorry, I didn't get
0: that. (laughs) I was just asking, do you reckon you'll you'll, uh, steal a bit of silverware? You go on a bit of a Frodo mission and win the league this season.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'll win any. I might win some of the smaller leagues. There's quite a lot of of guys in this league. Uh, I'll do well to to win this league Uh, in terms of Frodo. uh, That's uh, back in the university days. When I turned up, I long hair. I'm a a huge statue at five foot seven. Um, But uh, but, uh, I won't go into uh, Jack's nicknames. Um, Some of them are not not good for, um, you know, the the online platform.
0: (laughs) It's been an absolute yeah. pleasure having you on and uh, hopefully uh, you can prove him wrong. Obviously, you're doing a lot better than him in the mid-league, so I don't know why he's piping up, but uh, <laughs> you can leave your university behind you and you can move forward to some, uh, some good FPL week. So, uh, take care, stay safe and uh, best of luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, guys. So now onto the draft section. Obviously, I see the game week six results there, and I see the top one. I just want to gloss over it, but I can't because I know our uh, big head Jack over here is going to can absolutely rub it all in my face. Oh, I'll I'll guess we'll, get, we'll get we'll get that one out of the way first. What, your seventeen point win was was fairly handy. So Jack, will get your gloating out the way, mate. Come on.
3: Oh, listen, I, I don't want to. I don't want to gloat about it, but you know, I've gone four yes, and four do. now. It's um, you know, I've cleaned up after you know. You, you thought you could take me on last week. I told you that I'd be winning again, uh, making it you know four in a row and seventeen point margin there. Just tell, says you know all the story for you, mate. There's nothing more to say apart from another win. You know, this is my, you know the the the, the draft is uh, like I said. I feel a bit more comfortable in the draft. I thought I thought I picked well to start with in the um, when we did our live our live draft picks. Um, and it's just uh, eventuated pretty well so far. I'm pretty happy. You know, There's no gloating going on, but I will send you some messages about it.
0: I think you've already done that, mate. It absolutely <laughs> clogged up my WhatsApp inbox.
4: So
0: uh, you can leave that one out next time we play. Um, hopefully I'm on the uh, right side there, though. Um, moving on to the next fixture, we had uh, Matt, the uh, FPL Classic guru. He actually got a win in draft as well for a change. He's beat our own Statman Dave by 10 points there, which is fairly comfortable in draft. So uh, Matt, I'm guessing you're happy with that.
2: Yeah, look, mate, you say for a change, but this is my uh, my third win out of four. So, um, He's catching you, Ollie. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I was a bit worried. I made a few transactions at the last minute, and um, one of them was taking out Antonio, who scored, and the other one was taking out Helder Costa, who got an assist and he got a bonus, or he got a sorry, an extra one for a clean sheet. So um, I was worried when I uh, went into, I think it was the Monday night games and um I think I was about 10 points off Dave but um I still had Trossard I had Larice, had Doherty who even if he didn't play um I had an extra five points on my bench for Walker Peters to come on so um yeah like, I think I had about four or five players I was 10 points behind but I had about four players to play so um yeah like, I um I was happy with the way it went Larice and, and Doherty you know smashed it for me so um yeah it wasn't looking too good on Saturday but um yeah, to come out with a win and 10 points, is yeah pretty happy with that.
0: As you should be. Now, uh, obviously, my old man, he played for a couple of clubs that you might call smash and grab back in his day. A couple of, uh, you know, obviously Burnley, Sheffield United, obviously, they're looking for those, you know, low-scoring wins. And he's got another one in, uh, in draft here. You he can take the man out of Sheffield, but you can't take the Sheffield out of the man. Look at that 12-point win, low-scoring over Orlando. who, I mean, he expected to beat. He was even saying, you know what? If I can't beat Rolando, he said this, um, you know, if I can't beat Rolando, I should just quit at this point. That's what he said. His words, not mine, just to paraphrase. So, for Rolando, if you want you want to have a bit of beef, he's there. I'll let you go to him, not to me. Don't shoot the messenger, please. But he's got a decent win there. And he's actually flying in the draft league. He's surprising people, is, uh, is old Nathan there. He's uh, found a decent game here with FPL Draft. He's got another win, but we'll obviously move on to the standings later. And uh, moving on to the last game, James, 20-point win over Elliott. <laughs> it's all the talking classic mate but you're getting battered from pillar to post in draft pick it up
1: i say it every week lads the classic league's the important one that the draft's just for experimenting and all that but no I've, I've got some um transactions up my sleeve that i've already proposed as they call it this week three or four actually so there's going to be some some drastic changes some major, so, uh,
3: major changes an overhaul in the Newcastle team you're going to need take- them on this form
1: Gonna take. Yeah, you, have, the you haven't walk, brought a, um,
3: a bricklayer in there this week, have you? Is he coming to the team or not?
1: I haven't. He's unfortunately he's not in Fancy FPL because he's playing under 23s. But there's <laughs> going to be big, big changes. So I've just got to make sure I don't leave him out my team this week. Um because there were a lot of, there was a few players on my bench that shouldn't have been, that I completely forgot about, including De Gea, who managed to keep a clean sheet, and Alisson, who didn't. So that was brilliant. But um, no, lads, you, you've got to be scared because bottom of the league, you know what that means? First sort of picks. I think I'm second bottom now. So, or third bottom behind Rolando and, and Dave, Statman Dave, I think. So as long as they're not trying to steal the ones that I'm taking, if they do, I'll be distraught. But I should be all right, I think. Slow game, not a long game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we've just got the standings up on screen now. So you can see I'm at uh, mid-table on, in four spots. Annoying because obviously, oh, man's actually above me on this league. And that's surprising. That shocked me. Two points. Look how lucky he is there. Two points. Unreal how he's managed to do that. He's actually winning. And he had a bit of a few words to say about it, saying, that, you know, he's, he's better than me in, in draft. And you've played this for years and all this. And, you know, I'm just sitting here like, what can I do? I'm in fourth spot. Obviously, only one win off the top, which Jacks held the top spot for a few weeks now, and he's since not looking it's like losing it. Since game game
3: week one for us, mate. You know, well, game week two when we started. You know, kind of 216. 216 there. I mean, I mean, what's the difference there, Ollie? It's getting further now, mate. Yeah, it's a decent difference.
0: A 26 over over Matt in second. Obviously, he's a win behind as well. Obviously, three of us situated on nine points. And if you look at Matt's uh, differential there, he's. Miles better than, uh, than mine and my dad. So we've got a bit of catching up to do. He's going to have to lose a few games if we want to be up there. James in fifth, uh, he's on four points. So a bit of a gap open up, up between uh, the top four and the bottom half of the table there. We've got Elliot in sixth, who's uh, floundering in draft. And we've got the Rolando and uh, Statman Dave, who I don't know how we can call him that. He's still winless. I mean, he's got a really, really good points differential, actually. It's um, third best in the league, but he can't manage to get a win. It's been really unlucky. I just
2: just can't buy
0: one. I've played the top five players, and other than this week, I've scored more than 50 points in three weeks in a row, and I still couldn't buy a win. So uh, I'm doing all the right things. I'm smashing the uh, the waivers and stuff, and it's just still not quite happening yet. Yeah. Well, just to go on to fixtures, just quickly. When do you play Rolando? (laughs) <laughs> when you play Rolando, because that's the one of the oh, no Rolando's gonna get slaughtered. Jack's playing him.
1: Oh, if you don't, if you
0: don't win by 170. He's gonna point,
1: be, I think he's got Aguero, and Jesus up top. Yeah, so. yeah, he's got Aguero and Jesus up top. Oh, perfect, perfect. Someone so needs to message
2: him and get now, though, make so, some uh, changes. Exactly. I think.
3: I think we'll have to have a word with him, won't we?
1: But maybe
2: we can do
3: it from after this next game week.
2: <laughs> Don't worry, I've got Elliot this week. No,
3: so I play him next week. So we
1: we'll wait two weeks and then then we can talk to him. <laughs> it like yeah.
0: Please. Um, it's just looking at the other fixture. I think the fixture of the round actually doesn't involve me for a change because I'm not too great. Obviously, if you look at the other fixtures that uh, are on Statman, David himself um, up against Elliot. So we're thinking a routine routine win for Dave there. Yeah, even though he hasn't got one yet. I think this is the win. This is the week, Dave. Come on. This is the week. <laughs> I called it last week that I'd beat the Guru and I almost did up until the last game. <laughs> I'm backing you into in here. Uh, I'm playing James, which means the uh, gap between 4th and 5th may close if James can win there. Obviously, I'm backing myself in to get the three points. And if I can, it might just shake up that top four. But the fixture of the round for me is not what I would have said moving into the week. We've got second against though. We've got the FPL Classic Guru against the Mack lads. That's the fixture of the week for me. If we just break down the two teams just quickly. Matt, first to you, 43 points last week, obviously relying pretty heavily on that Spurs defence. Do you reckon you're confident going in against the uh, the surprise pack of the season?
2: Yeah, look, I've, I've had a look at his team and he does have a couple of good players in there, to be fair. like He's got a, um, Son, he's a bit of a worry. Um, so, uh, I'm a little bit worried about that, but then you know, so I had the uh, the first draft pick and I managed to get Salah, so um, I'm quite happy to have him coming with a home game. Uh, Larissa Doherty with a uh, with a couple of home games there in my team. Um, uh, yeah, Samado got a pretty solid bench as well. Um, and then I've got Barkley who I bring in, didn't, didn't do anything this weekend, but he's got a nice home, he's got a home game this weekend. Um, I'm liking my front three. I've definitely got points on there. I think I'm going to be heavily relying on uh, Salah, Lloris, and uh, and Doherty, and then hopefully a uh, a couple of goals from one of my strikers. So um, yeah, I'm liking that. I've got a uh, a bit of Southampton as well on the uh, on the bench with Walker Peters. Um, yeah, like I think I'll I'll uh hopefully hit you know 40 points plus again. But yeah, I'll have to uh, check out. Peely's team again, but I know he's got Son, which is uh, which is dangerous at the moment.
0: Yeah, we'll do that right here and right now. Obviously, last week, 30 points isn't a great score, if we're being honest. Um, I mean, he drafted Billy Sharp and Tiago and Jeff Hendrick. I oh, know Jeff Hendrick's long gone in his team, but how he's flying, I will never know. If we uh, look at his team, obviously, he's got Nick Pope in net, obviously, being a Burnley player, you can understand why he's blanking because they can't keep the goals out. They nearly did, to be fair to them, but yeah. um, obviously they couldn't do. Uh, Keane, obviously, blanking. A couple of Wolves assets who got very unlucky in their game. A couple of Arsenal assets. So if Wolves and Arsenal both keep a clean sheet, then it could be on to something there. young Son, the player you're worried about, the danger man in this team, for sure, 11 points. And then um, Mitch Bacchewi also contributing.
2: Yeah, I'm worried about Bell. the fact that he, he's got uh, Son and Bale for when Bell does... Uh, come into form because he's managed to get both of them, and uh, I think that will be a good tactic for him going down the track. Um, strike force is a bit weak though, like Abraham, um, uh, Batschwei. Although he did return, but he's got a he's got a couple of good goalkeepers like Fabianski, seven, and then Pope did get 11 points in the previous game week. So yeah, I think you're right. If his defence can fire, that's where. Along with Son, then um, you know I could, and with Bale if he plays, I could be in for a bit of a bit of danger. But um, yeah, we'll see. I don't want to, uh, you know, talk my uh, my team up too much in case I uh, in case I lose. Drafts a very uh, very tight game without captain. So
0: Um, obviously, in terms of predictions for the game, I'd like to get your thoughts, Matt, on uh, who you think's going to win. I'm gonna I'm gonna back my dad in here, um, partly because I have to. And uh, partly because I think if uh, Wolves and Arsenal can get clean sheets, I've just had a look at the fixtures. Wolves have got Palace and Arsenal have got Manchester United in what's the heavyweight fixture for the weekend. But if they can both keep clean sheets, Matt, you're in a lot of trouble.
4: Yeah,
2: I am. Uh, the Wolves thing, I think I've got a Wolves defender, so I'll get half of those points covered. And um, I think with Arsenal, I, I, I do think United will score. I can't see them going two games in a row without a goal, but you know, never say never. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely worried about the uh, the potential Son and Bale uh, partnership and maybe even some save points from Fabianski if he picks Fabianski over Pope. But again, Pope could get some save points against Chelsea or maybe even a clean sheet. You never know. So um, yeah, I think I uh, I think I've got enough to get the three points. So with, with Salah
0: and uh, to the rest of the lads on the panel, who do you is going to win this game?
1: I don't know, I wanna back the guru in, but I'm not sure. I think Peely's a little bit of a dark horse. I think, you know, human son got Brighton, you know, Matt, you were hyping him up in the classic and it gets to this, and you're like, you're scared. So every time a, a goal goes in from him, you'll be celebrating, and then you'll remind you'll remember that uh, Nathan Peel's got him in his draft team and you'll be like, that's no good. But I think I think the guru will take this one.
0: Now, Jack, just a quick five word prediction, please. Keep it short, keep it succinct. The Mac lads, Nathan Peel. Nice. Five words. He stuck to it. Legendary stuff. And to start, man, Dave, final uh, prediction of the weekend. What do you reckon? The guru will win big. There we go. <laughs> Oi. <Oy. laughs> <laughs> think, I think that needs to be a feature five-word predictions. We're absolutely fine here with that. Killed but, it. But uh, a split panel. Be interesting to see who is right there. So that rounds up another brilliant podcast from FPL, Addicts and Esports Live. It's been a lot of fun to film. I hope you've had a lot of fun watching it. Take care and we'll see who can back it up next week. Thanks for listening.